What's up, guys? This is Yusuf <laughs> from the Slime Sandwich Podcast. I did promise an announcement around two weeks ago. Here it is. I'm the announcement. That's right. I'm going to be co-hosting with Yusuf until Nabil is back, and I'm so excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun with Noor. She's a very fun person, uh, you know, usually lame, but uh, a very good family friend of mine. And I hope you guys enjoy her presence with me all along this uh, bonus series. So thank you very much for tuning in, and uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Peace. There it was. Another post-war wonder right before your eyes. I always see you as the older brother. I see he myself as stop. the older brother as well. You really see him as the older brother. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's the beard. No, it's not. Our, our, I'm so, I act older. Our culture, older. Our, our, uh, our culture says I'm the older brother. No. Even if we'll I was see. the younger brother. He has a point. I'm about he to leave right now. I'm just point, stating yeah. some facts. Uh, Did you I'll ever tell her like, oh, no, don't do this, don't do that? Uh, never with such, uh, with such directness. I, I try to give it as advice, but no. I think Noor's smart enough to take the advice and not argue. Uh, but in the end of the day, it's her decision. Just like I have my decisions, she has her decisions. I feel like Adam also is entitled to some extent to give me advice as well. 100%. Like, it's not because I'm older, so I think I'm entitled to just disregard whatever he says. Or if he has a piece of advice, and uh, like me and Adam are very sensitive when it comes to how to give advice to someone, especially Adam. Even though he knows my intentions are good, uh, if I deliver the message in a very... Um, aggressive. Aggressive Critical. manner. Or a very critical manner. Yeah. He'll feel like, oh, like, I'm not listening to what you're saying. I'm just listening to your attitude. I think we'll get the defensive. Same. It's the same with us. Yeah. yeah. Just get def- like I'll get yeah. defensive as well. Because if you don't, if you don't show it with a bit of like love, like you're looking out for him, he'll just be like, oh, like, why oh, is my brother on my ass? Like, eh, just leave me alone. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? 100%. I mean, that's normal. But I feel like when Adam gives me advice, I don't think you were ever aggressive with me. Never. Because he, I don't know, I don't think you know how to be aggressive. No, because Yusuf doesn't ask for advice that much. So I know that when he's coming to ask for advice, that's to be important. Like, yeah. That's facts. So it's like, if he's coming to ask me for advice and I give, like, I give him the wrong message, then I screwed up. Okay, Adam. So first, actually, you know what? That's a question that I want to ask you to see how well you know me. What's the best approach to give me advice? The best approach? I think it's like a mix between like touching your heart yeah. and putting some sense into your brain. Because Yusuf, Yusuf, like he graduated engineer, but now his mentality is like problem solving. Mm-hmm. Come to me with, a, with anything that can solve my problem. My dad's the same way. So it always has to be a mix between the heart in the head or like the brain. If I give him too much on his heart, you he won't take it. If I give him too much like logic, you won't take it. it. Has to be a bit of both. So like I need to show him my support, but at the same time give him good arguments. I think that's really well put. I, I think, think that's, that's insane. I think yeah. that's very well put. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Noor's the same, uh, and I'm the same. There's a balance, like he said, with yeah. using your heart and using your brain to to give out the right information. And I think if you give out too much of your brain, that's when that quote-unquote aggression might come out Mm. because you're just staying 
saying you're just saying a bunch of points and you're trying to make it seem like this is facts and you want the person to understand it but when you zoom out a bit and try to explain the bigger picture they can understand it more and that's by i think using the heart 100% i think it's a uh, what adam said about me being so analytical and problem solving is it can cause problems when it you know how you are able to accept criticism or whether you can um, take advice in the most genuine of forms because when you're so stuck to the way you think about things and the way you solve problems you kind of uh, block yourself in your own way of thinking your own way of yeah. solving problems which is so bad and that's something honestly that's something that i should work on i think you know what what i'm starting to try and do or like i've been doing it for a couple of months is like when someone comes and asks me for advice i try to like not okay for let's say one of you is coming for advice and it's like okay it's personal so i keep it's like touching you know i try to st like not get attached to the person too much you know so like before i would like consider the problem as if it's mine so i would do everything to fix it but sometimes you just have to give the advice and pull out yeah and that, yeah. that's the best thing you can do you separate the person exactly. from the problem it's like okay don't let your emotions take the above you yeah know what I, mean? I think that goes hand in hand in something you posted recently today actually what? about ikigai yeah ikigai is that how you pronounce yeah, it yeah it is i have a book called japanese inside okay it's about like the way Japanese people perceive peace of mind and life. all of that, life, balance, all those things. So I, I actually want to know more about Ikigai. I, I read only like 10, 20 pages about it. And it's my understanding is that Ikigai is like the finding your purpose. Yeah, your is purpose, it, your happiness. Is that it? Yeah. So how, how do you find your purpose? What are um, the, the elements of, of Ikigai? It's a combination of things. Yeah. It's like what you're passionate about, what can actually like earn you money. You ca you know, it is actually part of it. Like in order to be sustainable with what you're going to do in life and to actually be fulfilled, you do need to make a living out of it, I, I think. And it needs to bring you happiness. It needs to benefit other people as well. So that's my understanding of it. I think that's a great way of living because it's like you're always, you're not chasing, but you're kind of trying to find the better way to live. Uh, which is better because you like I, I feel like with the mentality of Ikigai you kind of know that you're never gonna reach happiness or uh, or joy or whatever but it's more about the journey mm -hmm. right yeah getting to enjoy the journey and that's what a lot of people our age resent especially people our age are lacking in, in, in I the agree hundred percent right yeah I feel like first of all I feel like happiness you find it within you and it's actually like something that you create for yourself. I know that if someone's like going through something, it's more difficult like to think that way, do you know? But I really think it's something that you find within yourself and you create. It's, it's something that you constantly need to search for. And the journey, like you said, the journey is so important. Do you know? We need to like appreciate all of it, the good, the bad, the ups and the downs, because you, you won't really know the good without the bad. And yeah, that's life. That's true. You know? But do you think like you just need yourself to be happy no but you create happiness like you you can either like you know go through life and 
have a specific mentality with things uh, during your hardships and things might be even more difficult for you but if you kind of look at it in a more positive light i feel like that's when happiness yeah actually happens. <laughs> there's this page i follow it's called the uh, we're not really strangers you guys know it show me it's basically it's this page that just like it, it talks about just relationships in general whether it's friendships like full-on relationships and it's just it's just like these pictures of like text on them and i only follow it from my private account so i don't go on my private account as much but whenever i do i just i just see those posts or those stories and it helps like i don't know why but i just feel like it gives me a huge boost like the other day i saw this this one video they posted it was like basically most of their content is just someone putting it on a wall or like putting a poster on a wall or whatever of of a quote or of a sentence. And it was this guy who was on top of a bridge and he just pulls down like a cloth. It's written on it, no more one-sided relationships. I saw that. You saw it, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And and it's, it's, it's so true because like I was talking to this with a friend last night and it's like, if people aren't willing to put in the effort to see you or to do whatever to like entertain this friendship or whatever it is, then there's no point. You know, I go by the, like, I don't, I, this is my saying, but if, if that person doesn't bring you happiness, it shouldn't be in your life. Oh, 100%, 100%. It shouldn't be that simple. It shouldn't be like, oh, but I love him too much and all of this toxic stuff. And, and I like these quotes. And I think if we all sat down and tried to write quotes that are similar to that, I think we could come up with hundreds and then they're all going to somehow relate to us. I just don't think you need to read them for it to be fact, you know, like it's a it's a given, you know, we no one should have one sided relationships, but seeing it makes you remember that there are specific people in your life that don't give you as much as you give them. So it's just like something that pops back into your head. But in terms of like the quotes itself, we all know them deep down. It's just that the memory of it. Yeah, it's it sparks something in your brain. 100 percent. Yeah. You know, guys, speaking of relationships, I was actually reading about this. Harvard conduct conducted like a really long study. It was over like hundreds of years and it was them basically following people. They were just following people through their entire life and they wanted to look for like what makes someone's life great, what makes the people happy. And they followed people of all walks of life, like people who ended up becoming doctors, people who like we're just like salespeople mm. and they found out that the most important thing for happiness is relationships which is pretty interesting really? good, we're not, we're, good, so we're not saying that salespeople are not something they're just no i mean yeah. like salespeople like, are good no like someone like selling for example produce and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what i meant yeah, yeah yeah do you know what i mean 100 um i saw the same thing uh, i saw this thing about why uh, like countries in scandinavia are the happiest it's not because they have an amazing social life. Like people say, oh yeah, if you have the right balance, social life and mm -hmm. work, you'd be very happy. Actually, they don't. They have a quite closed community. Like when it comes to family or friends, Scandinavia is one of the hardest regions or areas in the world to find or like make new friends because it's, it's almost impossible for a friend group to open up to someone new. Someone new. But the thing that makes all those people super happy is that they know how to keep this friendship or relationship really, really like uh, healthy in a way or another. So that's that's super important. Um, that goes hand in hand in being happy, uh, but not 
with being friendly. So I think I told you this before about how uh, Finland, I think, is the happiest country in the world. And I said Denmark. You said no. Yeah, you said Denmark. But I said Finland is not the friendliest in the world. Yeah. Denmark is one of the friendliest countries in the world. Finland isn't. But that doesn't really affect uh, how happy people are in the country. I so do wait, think Denmark and Finland are from the happiest countries in the world in this list. Would you live there now? Like, no. Would you go there now? No. You know why? Because you, you kind of need to be born there, make friends yeah, there, start your life there. Exactly. But, but at the same time, have you been there? No. So I can't know. I, know. I can't know either. Yeah. So I'm just saying now, from what I know, I wouldn't be there. But if I go, it could be a very different situation. I do understand what you guys are saying in the sense that not that they're just closed off. They also might be more culturally closed off, especially to different races. And yeah. we are that. So if we were Danish and lived outside our whole lives, it would be very different going back than if it was just expats like me and you. For an example, I'll give uh, two of my really, really closest friends in Dubai um, they were they were raised here their whole lives and they went back to Denmark and like you said it was a bit difficult at first trying to find their people and all that but once they got into their groups and they made friends and started working and I think they're living their best lives like they said that their happiness much exceeds here and that's subjective wow. that's subjective exactly. uh, but they're w- with their people and they've made their friends so that worked out for them I guess Yeah, you, you always say, Yeah, I always say yeah. that, yeah. Would you want to? I feel like Here? you would. Yeah. I feel like you would. Yeah. Look, for me, it's not about the place as much as it is people. about the people. I agree 100%. Uh, I love Egypt and I love Dubai. And I'd live in either. Um, and again, it's like 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 he said, you know, he... he pa- points you to your path and maybe I don't find work here when I graduate maybe I find it in Egypt maybe I find it somewhere else but it's about that the people that surround you you want to try to make that fit your life you know mm-hmm. more than you fit that life I was talking about that yesterday with a friend it's just the same thing I was saying like he was saying me oh like you want to stay here your entire life or like you want to work in the Middle East I'm like yeah why not I wouldn't mind living in Spain and stuff and I was like but at the end of the day it's like Who would who would decline a job because of the place? Exactly. Like if I get a job in Pakistan, I'm going. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm okay, gonna, bro. No, it's gonna be a tough life. It's gonna be different because it's very tough. It is because we know the food people is... who've moved like to con- third world third world countries and they're they're okay. Yeah, but like, it's it depends. No, I'm saying Pakistan because of the food there is tough. Like the okay, it's not just the food, bro. No, it's yeah, it's not just the food, but it's just a completely different lifestyle from here, from Egypt. So yeah, I I'm think, gonna be struggling a bit, but yeah. like it is what it is. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah. I, I think, I think, moving to a place like China or uh, Pakistan or Brazil or like countries with so many people like that would be so tough for people like us. I mean, to a certain extent, I would say that Egypt is kind of like Pakistan in the way, like I'm talking demographically, right? Like the people, I'm not talking about their culture, but I'm talking about zahma and just being used to so many cars and pollution and all that stuff. We know that. We know this by heart. Zahma's traffic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For <laughs> anyone who doesn't speak Arabic. No, I'm going to translate. Yeah, oh. I thought about that. So can I continue like, my whole thing in Arabic? I mean, you're going to give me a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but but what, what I'm trying to get to is that the shift 
is never easy, even if you have a similar way of living. So an Indian person who has lived his whole life in India would find it hard to live, here. live in China. Kida, kida. 100%. Because, I mean, exactly. you know what I mean? But yeah. it's all, again, it's all like, for me at least, I don't know, so I couldn't, I couldn't agree or disagree. It's a. You're it's very a credible today, aren't you? I'm trying. Very, I'm very, trying to be. No, it's not about today. I think uh, in the past I've not like I've. I always speak with some level of credibility. Okay. Uh, I think before it was a bit less. Now I'm just trying to to speak about what I know for fact, and I think my facts now are more based on experience and memory instead of, for example, things that I've read or seen because. You you read that Finland was the happiest country, and I read that Denmark was the happiest country. Who's more credible? I think we can find that out maybe later, and sure. and and we'll see. But that's what I'm saying. It's not a fact. What I know is not a fact, and what you know is not a fact. Just I giving our opinion now. based on that is the most we can do, you know. And I think that's what I'm trying to do yeah. overall in this next few like next part of my life. For for me, I've actually always thought that I could experience more than one place. Leaving Dubai was was not easy for one reason which is my family my family and my friends and specifically my close family and and uh just everything that i learned was there um and 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 in egypt so i i do know a lot there so going to somewhere like the uk and manchester even though i've heard so much about the place it was completely fresh start and now you finish that and you've just experienced that so there's a bit of a relation between us and all that but Forget the place as in Manchester, it's just going and having that fresh start. And literally, it's like you are starting from scratch. Not technically for us because we did come with money and we're going for education. And alhamdulillah, yeah, we're, we're given opportunities that not a lot of people have. But I found it exhilarating. I found it so amazing to experience things, you know, just from, from literally from scratch, from zero. And build a life from zero and build friendships from zero. I thought... Because we we were born in a place or raised in a place, at least for me, where a lot of my friendships and the people that I knew, I kind of knew when I was so young and kind of continued that friendship that I didn't even think about it anymore. And yeah, I made I made new friends along the way, but because I had so many people in my life, I never thought, hey, uh, like I just this is gonna be a new thing for me that I need to make mm. friends because I don't have any. But no, I did. So I never thought about. But when I went there and just meeting new people it's like you have you have no one you know okay we have a few people here and there but starting from zero i thought it was insane so we always we always say hey did you see this on on social media did you see this page did you see this video did you see this movie whatever and you try to let's say if it was negative you know those videos you see of kids in syria and palestine and all that Syria or Palestine, so for being technical in our country, <laughs> uh, and and you and you mess and you could repost or you just talk about be like, oh, I feel so bad and stuff. I want us to talk about because I think we've all had experiences where we've seen firsthand uh, things that have made us rethink the meaning of life, uh, and it could be positive, but I'm I'm thinking more on the negative side. Things in third world countries, uh, kids. Uh, homeless people you touched on homeless people uh so places you've been that that made you stop and think and and really question a lot about life there was a guy that i met in manchester excited you're excited yeah it's a very it's a very i mean it's something that has never happened to me before uh it was in this the couple of weeks that i went with him to move him in 
And um, basically what happened was I met this homeless guy on the street, like in front of a, of like a shop, like this bar, you know this bar on, uh, not the one in, in front of Princess Street, the one in front of uh, Oxford Road. Yeah. So that one, there was a homeless guy and I just gave him like some change and I started speaking to him and he had like a very, very deep American accent. Like super deep, I'm like, oh, where are you from? He's like, uh, I'm Irish. Uh, but my, my parents, they moved us to New York. We went to New York. Uh, I started drinking at like 14 years old, cigarettes and stuff. Drank a lot before I turned 20. And then uh, in my 20s, uh, I didn't have a job. Uh, I started doing a lot of drugs and all that stuff. Then I came back to Ireland because I didn't have a job in the US and uh, came back to Ireland. My family took me in, uh, worked here and there. Basically, he's been all over the world homeless. This guy, imagine being homeless in more than a single place. This is, by the way, a story of a lot of people, uh, a lot of homeless people, especially in Manchester. Like this other woman that I met, <clears throat> I gave her some change, same thing. She was sitting down, she wanted cigarettes, so I went in, bought her cigarettes, and uh, I came out, and, uh, and so I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna know about, I wanna know more about this person. So I'm like, so what's your story? She's like, domestic violence. And at that point, like, no one has ever told me this seriously. No one has ever told me, the reason why I'm here is because my husband used to beat the shit out of me. You know what, how am I supposed to answer? So I'm like this, she's like, but it's all right, love. I have cigarettes now, like something like that. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like I'm pissed off that my Wi-Fi doesn't work. And yeah. you're okay with cigarettes in the cold. It was like, it was literally mid-January. Do you have any idea what mid-January yeah. is in Manchester? It's beyond freezing, beyond, beyond. Like January, Feb in the UK is disgusting cold. It's not even like the snow and the nice flakes and all that. It's like wind and hail and like just like dirt and people walking with like big ass coats and it's like you're, you're not even comfortable in big big coats yeah and it's just like I, I i went back home with like food in my bag in my bag and uh i just like i i felt like i i'm the kind of person who's like whenever i feel like i'm fortunate more than other people this is a bad habit by the way i start feeling like I don't deserve to be eating this food. I don't deserve uh, this TV in front of me. Or why? Why do I have all of this and these people have this? Obviously, this comes back to as you going back to what you said, making me look at life in a different manner. It's like it was a way for me to kind of see the world in a more global perspective, um, not just. I need to do this, I need to get a job, make some money, get a family, like build a family, uh, build a good lifestyle and just die happy and in the hands of God. It's more of like what's happening outside of my life. <clears throat> it's good to have a balance like that, by the way. It's not just I'm going to help people, help people and or I'm rich and I have so much money and I'm going to live in a big ass mansion and I'm going to do this and disregard everyone else. You need to have both in your mind ikigai <laughs> <laughs> so i think that was that was insane like talking to homeless people 
sometimes it can be risky, but sometimes it's it, eye-opening. It's insane. It's crazy. Like the stories that you can learn. But I, I don't have any first-hand experience with like Palestinians or poor African kids or homeless kids or like um, people with experiences that are beyond my imagination like this. Like I see this in the news. I see this on Instagram. I always see kids in Palestine dying like last week or like a few days ago, the Palestinian being, the Palestinians being murdered and injured and all that because of Zionists. But I don't want to get into politics. Uh, this is just for me saying that Social media is a way to raise awareness, but people won't understand the scale of the problems until you see, until you live with those people. I think Noor can say a lot, uh, and so on can I, but I think I want to... It's been a minute since Noor spoke about her trip to... Uh, was it Nepal? Yeah. Nepal? Yeah. yeah. I want to go. It's beautiful. My it friends went ever. when there was the earthquake. No way. Yeah. When there it's was beautiful. a huge earthquake and they were stuck there, they were supposed to travel that same day, and then the earthquake happened. That's crazy. It's really, yeah. really. It's one of the most beautiful countries I've ever seen. Really. What the did nature. you experience there? Uh, I actually went to a school slash orphanage, and we helped build it. Wow. And we taught children there. Yeah. That's and the sick. funny thing is that when you see the children in Nepal, they're beyond happy. Like yeah. really, they have a smile on their face, and like the little girl, she. You know a cereal box? Yeah. She had a cereal box for her book. Like she used it as a way to keep all her papers in together. And it was like all ripped up and everything. Some of them don't even have shoes. So it's such an eye opener. Like you see kids around us and they're not happy about anything. Wow. So yeah. how, how many days did you, did you spend there? Around 10 days. 10, 10 days. days, yeah. And we hiked. It was a really, really beautiful hike. And uh, yeah, it's how, how did you? How did you like, who are, who are those kids? It was, it, we went with, um, what do you call them? Like these adventure companies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, because um, um, our school, we were very fortunate that our school did this like twice or three times a year. They give you the opportunity to do this kind of community service for um, different places. So Noor had hers in Nepal. And I remember uh, when she came back from the airport, I just, the energy that she got back was so different from when the day she left, it was 10 days, but it's like it she left for like years. I, was, I swear, it felt like we were gone for like a month or two. And it's like, she, she came back with this whole like, and okay, maybe it's it's faded since then because it was six years ago, seven years ago, it's time ago. Six years, yeah. Yeah, but I think this will always be something in the back I'll of her head and my yeah, head. It shaped me as a person. Because mine, mine was when I went to Tanzania and uh, I, I never knew like Tanzania was, was, was like that you know i i i mean i didn't know what uh, tanzania was more than it was just an african country near kenya and all that stuff uh and when i went same same as Noor, it was uh to build a school we were like we were actually hands-on working um the, the guys at least we were mixing concrete and all that stuff uh to build this new school for the kids and they have like in one classroom which is like similar size of this room they'd have 40 to 50 kids and like Noor said, the happiness that these They're kids so have, happy. it's in it's insane because it's what, amazing. What, what, what makes them grateful? Like, what's what's something that would make them happy? Like, a because job, like food, water. Yeah, no, no. And the amazing the, the amazing thing is that they don't know that 
that what we know about life. They don't know the the, the nice things about life uh, that we've seen TV, Wi-Fi, games. Uh, luxury. Yeah, luxury. They don't know luxury. So that's the exact word. I'm, they don't know it. So for them, what they have is uh, is the maximum. You know, and uh, anything they get on that is is just extra, and they're happy for. It. And that's what made me rethink a lot about what I can be content with and what I can complain about. You know. 100%. Like you said, complaining about my Wi-Fi is down. Yeah. F that. Yeah. F that. They just want to have dinner, you know? So that was that was really eye-opening. You know, going back to what you were saying about the UK, when I went in January, and like you were saying, there's so many homeless people on the street, it's freezing. And because I hadn't been in like two years and I was just visiting, I was like looking around, I was like, guys, why is no one stopping to help these people? Like, because I'm not used to seeing it here in Dubai, mm. you know? So I'm, I'm looking at them and I want to help everyone, but they're like, you can't stop for everyone. Just keep walking. There are people behind yeah. us. And it's freezing. And some of them have kids with them. And it's just, yeah. it's, I just don't get it. I mean, obviously when there's so many people, you know, like society gets used to it. But yeah. I feel like I just didn't understand how people weren't stopping for them to help them. Yeah. You know, remember that day when we went to... Um Emirates Golf Estate, like sorry the yeah the Jones the Jones restaurant. Emirates Golf Club. Remember yeah. that guy who came up to my car? Yeah. Yeah. The Egyptian guy. Yeah. You see what I see? There are a few people in in Dubai now who are, I wouldn't say homeless, but who are just borderline. borderline. Yeah. Borderline like poor in Dubai. Like in Dubai, you need a certain amount of money to be able to survive, not just forget living, just surviving in Dubai is hard enough. Yeah. When I like people like that, I, I don't, I don't understand how they can get to this extent of just not having anything anymore. Just, I don't know, maybe losing their job. And so they're not able to go back to their own countries. I think it's illegal for people to be homeless in Dubai, by the way, it's illegal. It to is. Be, it's illegal to be unemployed. Uh, yeah whilst being an, an expat yeah yeah uh, so that's your visa depends on it yeah yeah of course everything depends on your passport now especially for us like we wouldn't be here if we didn't have parents who work here yeah you know or if you didn't study here i mean it would be it would be very hard for you to get a visa here actually no actually as a girl if your parents are here yeah. you get it like with no questions yeah, yeah, yeah. but for you guys 21 right yeah uh, really no, yeah, no, no, 18. no. It changed. No, 18. she, no, she's no, staying I'm forever. forever. If I want to stay here until I'm forty, if her with father my parents, is here, she's I'm staying. Here. Yeah, for for guys, it's eighteen yeah. with six months uh, renewal, renewal, something yeah. like that. Renewal. And you need to have a cause. Yeah. Like you need yeah. to be like, oh, I'm I'm a student. Or I work here. They've work become here. they've become a lot more lenient though uh, about it. Before it was like the minute you finish school, if you're not enrolled here or enrolled under your that's company or yeah, yeah. yeah. you know you gotta go around <laughs> do a little sun sun <laughs> we don't talk about that because we don't do it we don't we don't we don't do it yeah, well, what, are, what are you talking about i don't know what's a sponsor we only heard of it what's a, what's a sponsorship uh, Tub, um, i want to talk about my story my yeah. i'd love story. to hear your, you your story i have i have a crazy one actually it's someone that i know it's probably the strongest person i know uh he's a friend of mine from egypt Shout out. I'm not going to say his name, but he's going to know who he is. Shout out to him. Um, we know how dangerous the roads are in Egypt. 
you know we always heard about like people passing from car crashes or whatever this guy was in the car going back from Seher, so the north coast back to cairo he was sleeping on the back seat with his friend in the passenger seat and his friend's driver in the driver's seat and they got into a huge accident the guy was like destroyed and uh, he went to the hospital everyone like the whole grade my whole grade from my school in egypt was in the hospital for his mom for his sister for his father people were sleeping there people were would wake up go there legit people mm -hmm. some people would go home just to shower and mm -hmm. go back to the hospital just to be there for him he had to go through so many operations like he had like Akid, he had some minimal stuff like a broken arm some stitches but he also had like some major stuff like he was paralyzed from like the the bottom half and stuff and even though we don't talk a lot me and him but i always see him on my social media whether it's twitter whether it's our whatsapp groups and the guy is always happy really he's always happy he there's not one moment that he's not happy and it was a huge change for him like the person before that accident and the person after the accident are two complete completely different human beings and i i texted him once i'm like yo like how's everything and stuff i know you don't like that how's everything but yeah so i was talking to him about that he had to sit his his back exams in september after everyone had done it everyone had graduated he had to sit it because he didn't go to school all of senior year he was studying basically those three months from how old was he my age so he was 17 at the time and so he sits his exams passes gets his degree and everything he's going through a a year a gap year next year he was telling me hopefully he's gonna go study in, in montreal and he's really happy he's really excited okay. about it so honestly he's he's, he's a huge he's a, he's a huge motivation like for me like whenever i i think of him i'm like this guy yeah you took you took the shit that you got and uh, he, you said that's not gonna stop me yeah, and you, exactly. you pushed he said basically it was like not to swear but it was the biggest fuck you like i'm just gonna keep on going it's yeah, the best kind of thing yeah. that's amazing so shout out that's so inspiring to, to hear that i mean it means it can happen to anyone yeah anyone 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 it's not i can't even imagine what it's like going through something like that imagine like imagine alhamdulillah i don't know what his parents must have been through like his mother we, we all know how arab mothers are yeah any mother. they're strong in everything but when it comes to their kids they're they it's their transform. biggest weakness it's their biggest weakness they transform so be ro uh, be be safe on the roads yeah. and don't drive especially in egypt don't drive without a license don't text and drive don't text and drive don't drive all drunk yeah don't drive under the influence and let's stop the yeah. the harakat on the road. You know, you know, actually, if we're, since we're talking about this, I'm going to talk about what I saw on social media. Yeah. Um, there is, uh, yeah, the about. Maserati car. Yeah. There's a very, it was a big story on, uh, on social media that these two guys that were racing, a guy in a Sabaru and a guy in a Maserati. Oh no, Egypt? Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Yeah. In, yeah. in, uh, is it Aston Martin? I can't remember. Really nice car, you know, like that car in, in Egyptian pounds would be 
five million, yeah. six million, easy, 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 easy. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that car, this kid was driving with his friend, and uh, another kid in a Subaru with his friend, and I think overall, uh, three people passed. That was maybe two weeks ago. I'm not entirely sure about the time, but three three kids passed. They were doing two eighty kilometers an hour on. Uh, I can't. I don't think it's uh, Sahrawi. I think I'm not sure what road it was, but whilst, was it? whilst drifting? Not drifting. They're racing. Racing? Yeah, they're racing, and at that speed, they both lost control. And if you see the pictures of the cars, no, no. it's just every summer. Every summer we see it yeah. In, yeah. on the Sahrawi. Uh, unfortunately, I have. Uh, it's not someone I know, but like friend, a friend of friends, passed like a week and a half ago. Seventeen-year-old guy who's still in school, and. Like maybe, like maybe a handful of people that I know were close to him, and I was texting one of them, and I was saying like, "Man, like I'm here no matter what." And these guys, more than anything, they need they need support because because first of all, that's that's okay. Like Allah the guy, of course, inshallah fiqan, and like he didn't even live his life yet, but inshallah fiqan and everything. But like all of these people that were part of it are traumatized for life. And every single person needs to have someone that he can talk to. And I was trying to be that person with him. If he ever feels like he's comfortable enough to talk to me, I'm more than willing to hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want, because th there's this Egyptian culture thing where you keep, exactly it. you keep everything to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And you don't show your weakness to people. At the 100%. end of the day, you're just a ticking bomb. At, at some point, you're just gonna explode. One hundred percent. You know what's also Egyptian? The fact that Andina hated the rugula, yeah. That we're here for people no matter what, because. But if you have a problem, it's the standard, Yeah, that's true. But in our culture, in our culture, it's not like any other culture. Like, oh, he has a, oh, he's dealing with that. No, it's like he's dealing with this. Okay, what are we gonna do? Everyone is involved. Everyone is always involved. This is this is why our culture is insane. Because everyone always wants to support you, when if يعني قدر الله, if you know God forbid, but if you ever have a problem, or anyone from your family has, يعني God forbid uh, any type of problem, you don't you don't know how many people you will not expect the amount of people who will reach out to you, just because of your culture and your and and because you're Egyptian. Yeah, I I, I think you know it's, 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 I, 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 we experienced it firsthand. To be honest, uh, uh, people I think for Masr and and for Dol al Muslima, uh, I think look, it's I, I don't want to generalize because I don't want to say a culture is better or a religion is better. But just from what we know about our culture and our religion, that this is a big basis of of what we believe in. That standing beside people, especially when they need it, this means it means the world. You know, having that person to rely on or people to rely on. But the thing that I don't necessarily like in it is that everyone's there for each other, but no one really speaks up about it. What do you know mean? what I mean? That's it's yeah, like that's what I was. When someone has a problem, when someone has a problem, you text him. You're like, oh, are you good? But that person that's in a problem is gonna be like, yeah, I'm fine. Alhamdulillah, I'm all good. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that you're all good and that alhamdulillah. Because at the end of the day, whatever you're going through, it's alhamdulillah at the end of the day. But if I'm texting you, I'm texting you because I care enough for you to tell me, no, I'm not fine. I won't help with this, this and that. Okay, okay. Adam, but, but okay. That's, that's a... 
That's a problem because okay, it's it's tough for you to expect everyone to tell you that because yeah. Yeah. because when when people ask you, for example, what's up, like how's everything, all that stuff, like tell me about what you've been going through like these days. I don't know much about you. Like we haven't spoken in a while. You're not gonna tell them like, okay, come. Uh, here's a list, number one to ten, and then you're gonna give him that list, and he's gonna be like, okay. Uh, problem number one. Let me help you out. It doesn't work mm. like that. Yeah. It's 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 also it has to do with the relationship that you have with the person. It has a lot to do of with How close you are. Uh, how frequently you talk about those things as well plays a big role. You can answer by the way if you want. It's all right. We'll cut. It's all right. Keep sure. going. Okay. So what I'm saying is, if you try, if you're trying to get to this point with everyone, it's gonna get to you. You, even though you think that it's not going to affect you, it's going to be a burden on yourself. But, but if I'm okay, am I right or wrong? No, so. no, but if I'm not going to send him a list of like, okay, so I'm struggling with this class in uni and my friendship with this person is bad, that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is, I think I understand. If, if I'm texting you, okay, bad shot, ex's grandpa passes away, and I text him and I'm like, كذا 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 are you good كله تمام انا في ظهرك لو عاوز اي حاجه ابعت لي i know that deep down he wants to talk about it and maybe he doesn't have a person to talk about it if he does then perfect but if he doesn't i would want to be that person that helps maybe. 100% and that's such an amazing quality to have but at the same time you also have to understand if someone is knowingly going through some something right so let's say i'm going through something uh, and you know about it. Maybe I'm not that close to you, and maybe I am close to you. But if you're, if you're somebody who knows, you're probably one of many people who knows. Yeah. So you're probably one of many people who ask. Just out of, some people ask because they feel like they're obliged to, and mm. that's absolutely fine and that's respectful. But some people ask because they genuinely care and they want to help. Mm. So it, I, I know that. I can't really differentiate from both. I just know that this person asked and he asked. Sometimes you can tell, sometimes you can't. Yeah. Mm. Me as as Kareem or me as someone who's going through something, I wanna I wanna talk. You know, it's not that I don't wanna talk. It's just maybe I don't wanna burden you. That's that's number one. So actually, you might think, oh, this person doesn't care about me asking about them. It's actually maybe more he's actually thinking about you and yeah. he just doesn't wanna put his pressures on you. Tough. And I think the 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 next thing is, uh, if someone has a problem. It's uh, it's difficult to put in words such a problem, you know. If you're gonna ask me and I say good, alhamdulillah, you you didn't do anything, right? Because you asked me how are you and I said I'm good, alhamdulillah. That's it. That's the end of a conversation. We didn't. You didn't reach anywhere and neither did I. I didn't get to feel better about it and you didn't get to feel better about asking me. Not that that's why people do things, but that's what I think at this point. I think you're right that if I'm gonna ask you. You saying good alhamdulillah has changed nothing from before I texted you to after I texted you, right? It's changed nothing. I yeah. I know you're okay, maybe you're not good, but you're just gonna say that to you know for whatever yeah. reason. But if you just say yeah, you know what? It's been a rough time, and uh, if I see you, like there's a way. I think there's a way. You know, obviously I'm not gonna give you a list of yeah, ten things, exactly. but I think there's a way to do it to show <laughs> hey, I'm appreciative of your care. But how about with your sister when you ask her, are you okay? Does she tell you straight up? And you with him? I don't feel like I tell you. Right? I don't. I don't think she has to tell me. Yeah. Oh, so you just know. He'll I think, know, and he'll probably know what it's about, but we won't really like. Yeah. I won't I, tell him this is upsetting me. Yeah, I think most of the times I'll know, and I think 
most of the times I'll know what it's about. And really? yeah, yeah. I'll know as well with you. Yeah, I think we have that kind of unlocked in a sense. She knows. Uh, sometimes we don't know. You know, sometimes I don't know what could have Noor upset because it's about what you see, right? So if I see Noor's relationships are good, Noor's uh, uni's good, Noor's fitness is good, Noor's health is good, I'm like, okay, this is complex. You know, what could it possibly be? Um, but I feel like you're easier to read than than. One hundred percent. I'm I'm an open book. I'm so am I. Everyone, I'm if, if I'm pissed, yeah. if I'm pissed, you know I'm pissed. Yeah, but I don't think Noor is not an open book. I think she's an open book to me, but, but to not everyone to anyone else, else. I feel like the more you get to know me, you're gonna be like, "Where is all of this coming from?" <laughs> I could write a 101 on Noor, and if you read it, you wouldn't believe 80% of what's in it. I, I know him as well. Like I can tell when he's pissed. How complicated am I? To be honest, he's pretty complicated. Like pretty. Compared to me, like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm not that complicated actually. He's not like that me. complicated. You think Yusuf but... is as complicated as me? I can't judge these things. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't say someone, but I think you are both very complicated yeah. characters, and that doesn't say that me and Adam aren't complicated characters. I think we're all four of us are complicated characters with thousands of layers <laughs> of thoughts. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> no, it's it's human nature, you know. But uh, but I think me and Adam are a bit more plain faced about yeah. it like we don't like if i'm unhappy i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like i'm you know i'm unhappy if he's unhappy i think you know if he has a problem i think that's something we both do as we speak up about it a bit more while you guys might decide to hold it in yeah hold what it I in do, a bit. adam can tell you what i do what, what do i do when i'm pissed about something how what's my behavior like if you if you get this spot on you're a beast it's very simple either he doesn't talk yeah. Or he speaks very little, or he just my behavior. Or he just like uses the right words to annoy you on the points where he knows it's gonna like not hurt, but like he knows it's gonna get you. So I he can, can guess. show you. So he can he's show you that he's pissed. What? I feel like either you're very cold and mean and you don't talk at all, or you actually want to like have more people around you. Very as a distraction, not as a distraction, but as a comfort. Two very accurate answers, very accurate. And as my part of being opaque, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. (laughs) 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 No, no, but they're they're very accurate answers. Whenever, whenever I uh, want some type of attention or like someone to to talk to me about something in specific, I do things that that I think in my brain makes people want to talk to me. Yeah. But they th- those things don't actually make people want to talk to me about them. <laughs> but in my brain, it makes sense. Everyone does that. So like, so like, if I'm super pissed off or like sad or overthinking about something, I can come out of my room and act happy and like nothing is wrong. And then all of a sudden I switch and I start pissing everyone off with like such cold things like, like telling, Stupid things like my brother, what are you wearing? Like in the most patronizing ways. Kind of basif Ali. Basif Ali. With the ways that he knows. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do you know what you even look like? And you're just like, bro, I'm wearing my Dior's. What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I started doing, which is actually, I find it sick. Because like what I do is if I'm talking to someone, even if it's someone that I just met or someone that I don't even know, Whatever they're asking me, I'm gonna tell them everything. 
Me you too. know why? You know why? Because if you're transparent with everyone, then you have nothing to hide. I love that. Me too. Shake my hand for you that. Have nothing to I actually love that. I need to think about that. No, just let me tell you. I met, I met, okay, I met this, this okay. girl for okay. the first time. Went out for dinner with a girl that was in my school and her friend. And so we're talking like I'm getting to know her. She's getting to know me and everything. And every single question she would ask me, I'll just give her everything. Give That's her everything. Straight. And take it. That's just straight. Take it. Bro, listen, listen. That's good, but it's dangerous. Dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Because you don't have any expectation. If you're giving it to everyone, Adam, then you're not expecting Adam, Adam, anything Because back. first of all, in the workplace, that's going to get you nowhere. Workplace sucks. Workplace sucks. 100%. Number two, with your friend, okay, with your true friends, do that. But with people in general, I don't see the point. You're not going to gain anything from doing that. Yeah, you are. Because let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I think you gain. If I tell you what my insecurities are. Okay, and I'm a stranger? Yeah, and you're a stranger. Okay. You're going to be like, okay, he has insecurities, but he doesn't care. No, I'd be like, why is this guy talking to me about his insecurities? But no, but let me tell you, okay. No. No, it'd be like. Because I'm the same as him. If if a guy I don't know comes up to me, yo, what's up, Shafi? 10 minutes later. Uh, yo, by the way, you know I'm insecure about my no. clothes. Okay, no, not no. like that, not like, like that, okay. not like that. Okay, let's say I get we're having a conversation and I'm like, okay. And I ask you like, what's your biggest insecurity? Okay. And then you tell me like... First of all, okay, if I someone asks not... me that question, I'd be like, what? You yeah. don't even know me. <laughs> okay. Let's say, let's say, if someone asks me, what's your biggest in- insecurity? I'll tell him what's my biggest insecurity. What is it? Because I have... You're transparent, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> I can say it. I'm no, I'm kidding, I'm no, kidding. No, no, no. I can say it. No, no, he's kidding. Keep going. Okay, so... If someone, like if someone knows everything about me, it's just like for me, if someone's confident or like he's, he knows what his good points are and what his bad points are, then you can never get to him. And I'm that type of person. I don't, I can't allow anyone to get to me. No, I I agree with him because I have such a similar state of mind. And I think, I think uh, the two opposing, they're not super opposing, but what I'd say is, with being so transparent from the get-go uh if you're for example let's put it in situations for example if you're being really transparent with uh a person that you're gonna meet and maybe have a potential with in in a relationship you know in in a in a romantic in a romantic sense yeah if you're gonna be completely transparent and you know what you want let's say i'm at an age where i want something serious for example if i'm transparent i think and the person in front of me is transparent, even though we have a lot to ourselves, transparency will give you so much that that it will save time. And I think time is important. Like what you can know about someone when, when you're talking about transparency, which is things that most people already know about you, you could save three months, you could save five months, you could save eight months because you could be so transparent in the beginning of getting to know someone. And that could be overload big time yeah. on the person in front of you. Fully, right? But that person, kida kida, is going to get to know these things within the next five, six, seven, eight months, right? By the time he gets to know all these things, or by the time you get to know these things, could you feel that on the sixth or seventh month, you got something out of that person where you're just like, this is not for me? Okay, I get, I get Save your point. Time. I get your point, and I respect it. And to a certain extent, I agree with it. But there's a huge but, and maybe you can get on board because you're as... I'm not going to say as opaque as me, but you're probably opaque, uh, probably at the same level as me. Would you agree that there are some things that are left unsaid or 
unknown to some people or do you think that everything has to be told? I don't think everything has to be told. Not every, Actually, I'm not no, saying no, everything. No, you there, did. No, there's you no, did. no. For me, transparency. Look, there's a difference between between transparency and telling everyone everything about you and 100%. and being an open book to a very very extreme like level. Being transparent with the people around you is really good, really really good. I think it's nice to be clear, to be exactly who you are, and to to be honest about how you're feeling, what you're thinking whatever, all of that stuff. But I don't think everyone should know everything about you. Everyone? And what if okay, each you, person knows a bit about you? That's how Person A be, knows yeah. X, person B knows Y, person C knows Z. But do you choose to tell certain people certain things about you no, and hide just, other things? No, it's just whatever comes out, comes out. It doesn't work that way, bro. It doesn't, it, it's not like that. No, I don't feel like, like when you meet people, like let's say you're out somewhere and you're meeting a group of people, you're not gonna like give everyone different like like snippets. If you're in an ADA, okay. they're all gonna see either specific part of you, which is what we're talking about, mm. or everything, which is what okay. Kareem's trying Noor, to say. You don't know me. You're sitting down. She I just knows. met you. I just met you. Just you. Met me. Okay. <laughs> and I say, Noor, what's your biggest fear? Would you answer that? Or um, would you try to get around it? I'd answer it. It depends on what the answer is. That's so if, true. if you ask her something very personal, something that she doesn't want to talk about, she's not gonna say it, bro. You know, um, I, I, I think I think it's I think I completely get where he's coming from and I get where news coming from and I get where you're yeah. coming from. But I think with things like this, which are so broad and complex, they're so situational and they're so not about just you. It's about what the person in front of you gives you and about the environment that you're in. Because I think you've been in situations where and you were just like, nah, I don't really have anything to say to this guy whatsoever. Hi, how are you? And then that was it, right? Your conversation ended there. But then you meet a person who, who you bounce off and they give you a bit of them and you give them a bit of them. And you realize by the end of the night, you've given a lot and they've given a lot situational. But you don't consciously think... I'm going to be fully transparent with this guy. No, no, not That's at all. That's why I agree with a bit of what Adam's saying about whatever comes out, comes out because of how comfortable you feel with the person. Exactly. But this doesn't mean that you're transparent. Whatever comes out, comes out, doesn't mean that you're transparent. Yeah, it, it, it just means that you're choosing right. No, no as a characteristic, yeah. but as a characteristic, if you compare us two and compare you two, you could say, if you bring a guy that just sat here right now, he would say, I know more about, about us. Two then he knows about you too. I'm kicking off the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I think, I'm, I'm I, I, I think I, from speaking from my experience, it has bit me in the ass a lot. Me too, 100%. But I don't care because it's avoided a lot of people that shouldn't be in my life. Mm. You said that as Are well. You, you said that in the beginning, right? Listen, I'll tell you something. Yusuf, imagine being transparent, being transparent uh, has helped me a lot and a lot of my, how can I say this, my circle or my network. And I'm not just talking about friends. I'm talking about, he became an expert now huh, with yeah. the cameras. Uh, <laughs> uh, not only with my friends and my, oh, la la la, di thumbnail. I love my sister. Where is the camera? You like that? Okay. Uh, what was I saying? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> Habibi. Sure, Habibi. Sure. <laughs> Habibi. 
you're saying, saying transparency? being transparent has helped yeah. you in your circle not, not only with I'm not only talking about my friends of course my friends but also like friends in uni uh, like acquaintances like people who I just meet or people who I connect with for work or something like that so being being able to say the things that you need to to figure out some things about the other person helps you along the way because it's like oh if he can't accept this about me then this is impossible you know what i mean but this isn't necessary in everything that's i'm working with someone you don't need to be like this guy thinks about religion the same way i uh, about the same way uh, yeah sorry this guy doesn't think about religion the same way i do so i can't work with him no but this applies to like your wife for example you know what i mean that's why i meant by choice so like you choose and that's what i meant by situational Nice to meet you. Well, nice to meet you. Okay, well, to wrap this up, we wanted to test how well you guys know us. And we're going to ask pretty much the same questions. Whoever has the high score between you two uh, pretty much wins. Okay. Do we get a gift? Yeah, that's what I was exactly going to ask that. <laughs> you get a slice of basbusa. Uh, an extra one. I'll, From my own house. Exactly. Okay. I'll take that. First question. Noor, go ahead. First question, you ask it. Okay, Adam. What was my favorite show on Cartoon Network? And mine, generally, cartoon. Cartoon? Yeah, my favorite cartoon. Can I say? Yeah, go for it. Captain Maggot? No, that wasn't on no. Cartoon Network. It was. Your favorite was cartoon show. Can I go again? Movie. Cartoon show movie. Cartoon uh, can movie. I put two options? It was... Just put an option. Wow. Okay, it's been so long. You have so many. You always say, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. It's either... Cartoon Network show, bro. Guys, hurry up. Yalla, Adam. Fairy, uh, fairy Godparents. Okay, that, that was Disney. Okay. No. Time's up. Okay, okay I, I, for what me, it's it? either Beauty and the Beast. Samurai Jack. Or uh, or Nemo. Yes! How am I supposed <laughs> to find <laughs> Point, Kimo! <laughs> Bro, what are you telling me? She, she said something ma- mainstream. How am I supposed Listen, to remember Samurai favorite Jack? Show. It's, not it's my favorite show on Cartoon Network. She's every okay, okay. every cartoon two, we watch. She says this two. is my favorite. So okay, that was guys, a big pick for me. Okay, number two. Okay. What's something that you do that aggravates me the most? Me too. What do you mean aggravates? You know what? But also, but not that. When I touch. I know this. Huh? When I touch. Point for Adam. Okay. When I uh, when Noor's talking to me about something and wants my input or no, doesn't get my wrong. input. Wrong. Okay. When Noor's talking to me and I'm not focused. No. What was it? When you eat grapes or anything that. Have a crunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, mine is the same. I, I can't listen to anyone eat if okay. I'm not eating. And I'm to point. That's 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Okay, I'll ask this one. Okay. Who is my first crush? Celebrity crush. But my, my question is, for girls, which girls do I find the most attractive nationality-wise? Oh, Lebanese. <laughs> um, Noor uh, is uh, the guy from the vampire show. No. The Damien guy. Nick Jonas. I've, uh, that was too long ago for me to remember. But okay. I was 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 two the, one. Was, was two one. Adam. Was the vampire guy not a crush? Uh, he was, but I was old at that point. Okay, old. Adam. What's my favorite Egyptian movie? I have two, what's my and you can name Egyptian one of movie? two. I have two as well. Abu Ali. Yeah. Well <laughs> Adam. Don't think too deep into it. Kedarida. Oof. No. You have another chance. I'm Sleep taking my point and I'm going home. It's for Ragnar, you home? No, no. Okay, it's for Ragnar, okay. Bro. 
Фиктирави. Гъна ти риск. Андалибе до и? I like it, but I wouldn't say it's my top movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I find it. Okay, that's two two. That's a deciding one. Deciding points. Go on. No, you go on. Okay, Adam. If I could live anywhere on this planet, anywhere, where would I live? Where would I settle? Including Dubai or excluding Dubai? Including the world. My question is the same. This is a gamble. I have a huge My, gamble. Okay, I'm not gonna give you any hints. Okay, if it's not Dubai. If it's not Dubai. No. Italy. Okay. That's a great uh, guess. Yeah, okay, why not? You'll give him the point? I'll give him the point, yeah. Italy. Yeah, I'll give him okay. the point. Adam? What? Yalla, Adam. Or the US, I'd be fine with the US. Yeah, but you always talk about Italy and your trip okay. and you're like, That's this thing is beautiful. Okay, can I say like, uh, two cities? No, no, country, bro. Country? Yes. Country. Okay, you have to. Because I was gonna say New York, but no, now seconds. I know. That, that, that's a great guess. One, go. Okay, uh, 10 seconds. Don't think too deep. Really don't. Come on, winning point. <gasps> We won. Egypt? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Egypt as well. Your horror. Hamemi's win. Your okay, let's do another just extra point round, just in case. That's, bro, he was you know what? You know what? A gamble. A, a question for two points. Okay. You can ask whatever you want, I'll ask whatever I want. Adam, who is my favorite cousin? What is my favorite vegetable? Yeah, Tomatoes. He got it? He got it? Kalas, they won okay. anyway. Who is no. my favorite cousin? Show me. Yeah. Okay. Tomatoes? Yeah. In everything. That shot? No, I didn't. Nice to meet you. To, uh, to meet you, nice. Nice. <laughs> Very Fine. nice. Okay. Um... I hope, we hope you guys liked our siblings podcast. And uh, I look forward to making more podcasts with you. Well, Kareem and Adam, thank you very much for coming on. I thank appreciate you your time. And um, I had a lot of fun. This was very long, by the way. This Me is, too. This is going to be a very long one, by the way, Noor. Yeah, and Noor, thank you very much for helping me out and for joining this bonus series. I hope uh, we do more of those. A lot Good luck more. on your journey. Absolutely. Journey. 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 Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I appreciate the support very, very much, as always. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace. There it was.